The Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today podcast is brought to you in part by Columbia Academy, Jones & Lang Sporting Goods, Andy Wilhoyt with United Country Realty, the law office of David A. Bates, Custom Stone Handlers, Covenant Technology, Patio West Coastal and Comfort Eats, and Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Their trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact them today at 931-381-2663 or visit mtbj.net. Tennessee Sports Today with TSWA Hall of Famer Maurice Patton. Here's Chris Yao. Welcome back into Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. Presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Uh, I am Chris Yao and I am working tirelessly to get uh, the apparently the your camera is messed up, Mo. I'm sorry. So it is what it is. I can't everything imagine anybody, else. Is, I can't imagine anybody wanting to see me anyway. So everything else is messed up too. Oh. A, uh, you know, there used to be signs at stores, "Pardon our dust." We're you know we're working to improve and all mm. that stuff. Pardon our in and out. Yeah. Uh, we're uh, we're making some changes here at the station to improve our service, and and uh, in the meantime, we're creating a lot of uh, I guess radio dust. <laughs> we're fading in and out a lot. I guess we're taking there. a few so steps. Be patient with us, please. Taking a few steps back to hopefully take a bunch of steps forward. That's so, right. Yeah. In the meantime, about those steps back. Yeah, the internet is is up and down right now, so it is what it is. Uh, speaking of steps back, like you said, hmm. <laughs> the Braves have taken two, surprise, not surprisingly, uh, as they fall to the Toronto Blue Jays for the fifth consecutive time this year. And it's 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 so frustrating because you get a great outing from Max Freed. Five scoreless, gives up gives up a run, but you'll take one earned run on two hits every time. Oh no question. Through six. I mean that's a quality that's a quality start. I mean I'm not real, real enthused with that stat. You know, six innings with three earned runs or less as a quality start, but that certainly was, and much needed for Max, given his start to the season. I so. feel like, I mean, if if he had not been out the last couple, I mean, he probably goes to the seventh, you know, depending on, you know, just workload, right? Well, I was telling Mo, we need to put it, need to put the Braves on a high school schedule or a high school situation where they only have to play seven innings. Uh, they, they, they would have a tremendously – Better Much record. better record. Uh, of course, when this, you know, the relief came in in the first pitch, the lead's gone. <laughs> yeah, and, well, 
going into the seventh, it was tied. You bring in Luke Jackson, who's been very good all year and was very good minus one pitch. I mean, you take that pitch away, and he looked like Luke Jackson. You can't take that pitch away. I was going to say, unfortunately, that pitch still counts. Okay, my point is that Luke Jackson has been very good all year. He made one bad pitch, and people on Twitter want to crucify the guy because they think that they have trust issues. I don't necessarily want to crucify Luke Jackson. I don't necessarily want to crucify Josh Tomlin, who gave up the two-run home run that – Put it away. Put it away. Yeah, yeah, with the kill shot, so to speak. I do want our bullpen to be better. I was going to say, it's not just one or two. It's, I, it's right now, it's terrifying. I, I, mean, I, I do want bullpen, our bullpen to be better. I, 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 want J- I want Jacob Webb to not have to throw another pitch out of the Braves bullpen. And he may or may not have been decent last night. I don't care. I, I want us to get to the point where he can't get on the mound. And, and I guess maybe we're working in that direction with, you know, Chris Martin getting closer every day. We got great effort out of Seth, uh, Sean Newcomb last night. Although, again, you don't know from one appearance to the next what he's going to do. Uh, there's so much inconsistency. And, and I know that baseball is a game of failure. I get that. But Newcomb and Luke Jackson – this year are trending in the correct direction. Over the last two years, really, both of those have trend have been trending in the right direction. They are put into unfortunate situations at times, um, and that's you know high leverage situations. It is what it is, but they've done well. You get to a point where Chris Martin can come back. You get to a point where you know the offense isn't the worst in the league. And you can bring your closer in on occasion. In defense of the pitchers, you know, and being a former pitcher myself, you know, when you only have one run to de- to, to defend, it's you know, you're working on razor thin margins. And you know, p- pitchers are like every other player out there; they're humans. They're going to have a missed pitch here and there, yeah. and stuff like that. If you're if you're constantly turning the, the the ball game over to your bullpen with one run leads. You're asking or for tied trouble. as it was or last tied, night. yeah, you know, but you're still asking for trouble because you don't have that margin, right? And, and stuff. So it's not just the bullpen. You know, the, the offense isn't getting in getting in giving the pitching staff much help either. I will feel much better when our bullpen consists of Luke Jackson and AJ Minter as our early guys. Newcomb potentially also in that six seven range. Then you've got Martin. Will Smith and Shane Green options late. I will feel much better about our bullpen when those are the six pitchers in it. That being said, they're not. We don't know when that's happening. Mm-hmm. We said we were going to feel better when Mike Soroka came back. He's not coming back now. Mike Soroka ain't walking through that door. Not and in twenty one. Not not this year. Uh, exploratory and surgery. And if he does, shame on Anthopolis and Snitker and everybody else for even allowing him to. So now you are in a situation where you got to figure something out because Drew Smiley is not the guy. <laughs> Thank goodness for Waskar Enoa. If not for Waskar Enoa, 
um, the Braves would be in a lot of trouble. And they're already in trouble because the Mets are on a seven-game win streak. And things aren't looking any better. Now, today may be a good opportunity for the Braves to get back on track. Yeah. Um, Charlie Morton, 2-2 two and two with a 4.98. ERA goes to the hill for the Braves. In an 11-20 Central Time start against the Blue Jays in the final game of this three-game series, Toronto Dunedin sends out Ross Stripling. He of the 0-2 record in the 6-6-1 ERA. Braves come in 17-19. The Blue Jays 19-16. Again, 11-21 pitch. 10.05 pregame on our sister station. Yeah, ish. Well, yeah. If there's anything Theoretically. Right, if there's anything on that station right now. On our sister station, 101.7 WKRM FM. What? 103.7. We are 1017. Yes, our sister station is 1037 <laughs> FM WKRM. Sorry about that. So today, Adrianza gets to start at third. Mathis behind the plate. It's, it's our Thursday lineup. It's our Thursday lineup. I mean, <laughs> what are you going to do? It's Thursday. Um, it's it's our daytime lineup. It, yeah. it is. Yeah, day game after night game. Yeah. So Contreras, I didn't see it, but apparently he hit a straight up tank. Yesterday, I mean, listening to Joe Simpson's re- reaction to it, he about came out of his chair. Well, I mean, it, it was a surprise. <laughs> yeah, but at the same time, it was torched. It was no. about four sixty, I think. No, it, it, I, I, it was pretty close to top five in yeah truest park history. He got all of it. Um, sounded like it's it's been kind of. It's been a it's been a rough time for this lineup. Among two hundred and ninety seven major leaguers who have at least sixty sixty plate appearances, Christian Pache is tied for second lowest OPS at three sixty four, ahead of only Edwin Rios, who's having season ending shoulder surgery. Uh, Heredia is set to begin a rehab assignment in two days, so he may be in Nashville next week. Um, Soroka will not be. Soroka will definitely not be. Freddie Freeman and Marcelo Zuna. Four for 35 versus lefties combined. 114 uh, batting average against left-handers. The Braves, as a team, are have a 577 OPS versus lefties, which is the second worst in the majors, ahead of only Detroit. Um, you know, you listen to all that, and you're surprised that this team is 17 and 19. Right. Uh, how? How yeah. are we 17 and 19? Yeah. That's the crazy part. Um, the Braves have hit a league-leading 52 home runs, and yet they rank 11th in runs scored. Because with nobody's on base, we can't get anybody on base to to bring in with the home runs. Well, they don't score until there's two outs, which kind of cuts down your opportunities as well. But, um, it's the problem is the first two people are the ones who get out. Right. I mean, I'd be, it'd be okay if there were two outs and two on. But nobody's getting base hits. Yep. Nobody. This team is so bad. And yet. 17 and 19. There you go. Still in so, the mix. Figure it out. Somebody needs to. Braves history. Braves history. 
May 13, 1991, in the broadcast booth at Wrigley Field, Skip Carey and Chip Carey, the Braves play-by-play announcers, joined Cubs legend Harry Carey, the patriarch of the three-generation broadcasting family. The 77-year-old grandfather, known for his warm relationship with the Chicago fans, takes tremendous pride that his son and grandson had chosen to be baseball broadcasters. Three generations of Carey's behind the mics at Wrigley on May 13, 1991. It's a pretty big deal. Yeah. I, I was six or seven when I got to go to Chicago and sing, you know, mm-hmm. along with Harry Carey. You, and, ha- you and Harry, huh? Yeah, uh, that was pretty fun. And 40,000 others. Uh, yeah. Phil, correct me in, in history, I guess. Did did. Harry Carey at one time also broadcast for the Cardinals. He did. He did. Okay, because I I seem to remember growing mm-hmm. up. That he did. I would, I would. Mom, mom and dad were big Cardinals fans. We'd listen to him on the radio, and I remember we forgive him. him. <laughs> Speaking of the Cardinals, but uh, I was wondering about that. If that yeah, was, if he I did. Had the he same also guy. did the White Sox for oh, wow. maybe a season. I think yeah. it wasn't very long. Speaking of Cardinals. Their AAA team got beat last night. <laughs> they did. By yeah. the Nashville it, Sounds. Yeah, it wasn't 18-6, but they did lose. Yeah. They, well, the Sounds scored half that. Nine. It was nine enough. To six. It was nine to six. It was enough. And nine is still more than six, so it we'll is. take it. It is, absolutely. <laughs> and so they um, they continue that series at First Horizon Park with a um, another 635 start tonight against the Redbirds. And... Sounds play-by-play announcer Jeff Hem can let us know how this one comes out when he joins us at the top of the 10 o'clock hour tomorrow. That's correct. Looking forward to visiting with him, getting caught up on the goings-on with the sounds this week and what they've got coming up next week as the Gwinnett Stripers will hit town on Tuesday for a six-game series. And whoever comes in with them, yeah, perhaps Guillermo Heredia, perhaps, and not Mike Soroka. It will not be Mike Soroka. I, uh, I assume we'll see Drew Waters. Yeah, I believe he's so, on the roster. Yeah, so we'll get to see that. Should be fun. Uh, yeah, it, it will be, and we will be there at least once or twice at some point. Yeah. Um. All right, let's take a quick break because we need to talk to Dwayne Brazelton about some. Stuff. Some stuff. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. So, uh, former MTSU and Major League Baseball pitcher and... Tullahoma Wildcat. Tullahoma Wildcat. I was about to say, Tullahoma native. Uh, Dewan Brazelton will join us on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Day, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. We'll be right back, right for this, in the Lee Company studio. When we're out covering sports in and around Murray County, communication between Maurice and I is absolutely vital to our success. When your business needs top-notch communication and local service, Covenant Technology is there, and they are dedicated to helping your business succeed by ensuring open lines of communication to your clients and customers. Contact them today at 615-846-9898 or visit covenanttechnology.net. Hey, folks. While we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ned Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, 
our greatest leader building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. about it's southern middle tennessee sports today once again with mo here's chris welcome back in to the show southern middle tennessee sports they presented by mid tennessee bone and joint as we come to you live from the lee company studio here in columbia tennessee happy to have you with us on the show hope you will stick with us if you are listening down in franklin county we appreciate it. if you're listening live on the internet frontporchradiotn.com that's Congratulations, you can hear us. Um, again, still struggling to, to get back on the air via the internet here, but we'll get there. And again, once we get this figured out, hopefully this should be the end of our internet issues. So that's the positive. <laughs> um, this segment is really exciting because we've we've had this question and a couple of questions for a while now, and Maybe we'll get a few answers. At least we'll get an opinion on someone who is allowed to have an opinion on this. Someone who's a little bit closer to the situation than we are. Kind of a voice of experience, so to speak. We're joined on the Parks Motor Sales Hotline by DeWan Brazelton, former pitching star, and I don't use that word often, at Tullahoma High School. I mean, if you've got your jersey up in the gym lobby, that's that's saying something, even though it's not up at in Buffalo, Buffalo Wild, Wild Wings. Wings. Um, <laughs> number three overall pick in the 2001 draft out of MTSU um, by the Tampa Bay Rays and Major League veteran pitcher. Um, Dewan, first of all, welcome to the show. We appreciate you taking some time with us this morning. Hey, Mo, can you guys hear me? We can hear you. Can you hear us? Yes, man. Okay. Hey, I just want to thank y'all for uh, having me on the show. It's always a pleasure. You know you're my boy, Mo. Hey, I appreciate you. You're my boy, Blue. <laughs> hey, um, Dewan, we, we texted or I would about this a little bit over the weekend. There is an article now on The Athletic by Ken Rosenthal that came out a couple of days ago in reaction to what we're going to get into. And the headline to the article is pitchers are throwing harder than ever with less command as a disturbing trend emerges. Ronald Acuna got hit on the hands in Saturday night's game against Philadelphia. Uh, The pitch prior to him getting hit ticked his jersey as it went by, but it wasn't called. Uh, It was the third time he's been hit this year. Feels like more. Um, Rosenthal opens his article with the fact that in 345 career games, Acuna has been hit 22 times. In 3,298 career games, Hank Aaron was hit 32 times. So in 10 times more games, Hank Aaron was only hit 10 times less than Acuna has been hit in his career. And the... I guess the theory that Rosenthal looks into is that 
pitchers are throwing harder than ever and are working up in the zone more. Many, however, struggle to command their elevated high-velocity fastballs, blah, blah, blah. Um, I am not so concerned about the why as the fact that it is happening. And it seems, Dewan, I, you know, you've played this game, obviously. I've watched this game for a long time. Typically, when your best hitter is getting hit, it gets addressed. And you're not waiting for umpires to warn folks, and you're not waiting for suspensions and that kind of thing. It's being addressed from 60 feet, 6 inches. Why is that not happening in Atlanta? Um, I have no – I think that, like, you know, the game has changed a little bit. And, like, I, you know, I, I don't think that uh, today's pitchers are less manly. Or I, I mean, it's not a manly situation. I just think that, like, you know, we're gone, we've gone away from a lot of the old school um, – the old school beliefs and the old school actions, which I'm, I'm a fan of some of it. I'm a, I'm a fan. Like, I, I like I like the fact that, um, you know, people are allowed to, you know, do a little bit more, like, personal celebrations. And I'm okay with the bat flip as long as they don't get too crazy. Um, but as far as taking care of your uh, taking care of your hitters, you know, I think that needs to be, like, addressed. Like, um, you know, you can't have a Puna getting hit all the time without, like, like retaliating, period. Like, you know, I, I feel like that was, like, a, when, I, when I played back – Back in my day, Sonny. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And and it re- you really do kind of sound off like a, a get off my lawn kind of situation when you when you go there. But I mean, it just feels like to me, as a teammate, you would get fed up with that kind of thing. Well, like like what I, what I was gonna say to finish my thought is like like back back in my day we didn't have to like the the our best, you just knew it. Like, uh, if you like, I, if you hit my best player, if you hit my Carl Crawford, mm-hmm. if you if you, you, you got you ain't got to even like he ain't got to say nothing to me. No bag. I, I just know I'm hitting your guy. Period. That's it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna work myself into a situation. I'm gonna hit your guy, and then I'm gonna like uh, throw it and like throw a rock and hide my hands. Hey, I didn't do that on purpose. That was <laughs> and, it wasn't no accident though. It was not an accident. And everybody knows, you know, and. Right. You know, to to Huascar Noah Inoa's credit, he did hit um, JT Real Muto in Sunday's game. But uh, for the most part, you know, nobody's coming out of the dugout. Nobody's chirping at anybody. Nobody's coming up and in on anybody. You know, for the most part, with the Braves. And you know, as a fan, it's like a, it's just a little frustrating to watch your best guy get hit like that and and little to nothing being done about it and and you texted me back when we were having this discussion you know every time Acuna Acuna gets hit somebody should get hit period I, I think I think I think that, that stops it's like I really think I I personally think like I'm not a brave fan but I'm a baseball fan mm-hmm. so every night I'm sitting I'm sitting here watching I got three TVs on watching three different games every night of who's doing what. I need to and come check out that, your setup, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, uh, you know, I, I, I see this, and I think it starts back. I, I don't want to be misquoted, but I think a couple years ago when Acuna was hitting those home runs, mm-hmm. lead up, and I think it started with the Marlins, maybe. Mm-hmm. Like, ever since then, like, and since the, Braves, the Braves got the fire arms, man, and people, 
that it should, that should have been stopped back then. So now it's out of control. You, you got you got you got to throw in you you have to throw into a criminal, but there's a way to do it. And like all this up high, no, that that would that wouldn't go. I can't go for that. We're speaking on the Parks Motor Sales Hotline with former MTSU uh, number three overall draft pick in the twenty thousand and one draft, Dewan Brazelton. And Dewan, Chris had a theory, and it's interesting that you mentioned the Marlins. Chris had a theory about this whole situation. Yeah, you know, it just seems to me that the two teams who like to hit. Ronald Acuna the most just happened to have a common uh, denominator in catcher JT Real Muto. Right. And I'm curious. Uh, I know that Ronnie doesn't speak the best English, but uh, catchers sometimes like to protect their pitchers as much as pitchers like to protect their hitters. And right. when you've got a guy who's doing bat flips and whatnots and uh-huh. celebrating – is JT Real Muto the real culprit behind this? Is well, it possible? I, mean, I, I, can't, I, I often can't say anything about that because I don't know him personally. And like, see, like a lot of a lot of times, baseball in America, they both go hand in hand with the fact that you can, people can do like I believe that you can have a problem with somebody, and then actually don't. And so, I can see what you're saying. I think that he could be a part of it because he might have a thing for him. Like there, there are certain people that have issues with each other, or you don't like this guy because you know he's too flamboyant, the bat flip, he's too good, or and this happens all the time in the big league where somebody feels a certain way about somebody, and like if it's a catcher, he's got the opportunity to get this guy hit all the time. Because like, well, like when you're when you're behind the scenes, the game's at seven o'clock. At four thirty, I'm sitting there having a ham sandwich with my catcher, and we're going over what we're going to do and how we're going to um, react to each hitter. Okay, we're going to go inside with this guy. We're going to do whatever. And he, like, they'll say, hey, if you get an opportunity, let's flip him a little bit, which means like let's get in his career a little bit. I mean, get him in the hip or get him off the plate, whatever it is. And so, you know, if you, if you personally find out that, that he's a common denominator, well, I mean, you might be on to something. I can't say it, but I, I can say you might be on to something. I mean, it was, it's just it's, it's a plausible theory is in, in right. my, my thought here. Um, right. you know, the one you are, you are currently a pitching instructor for a lot of young arms down in the central Florida area. Um, what's your approach with your young charges with regards to this type of situation? Because I know that there's a kinder, gentler Debo out there as well. Um, you know, well, first, go, going going for um, the first part of this, we're talking about we're talking about guys throwing high velocity and they're throwing higher than like the like higher in the strike zone than ever. Um, you know, I have some young fireballers. I got uh, Tyler Cozera, I got Sammy um, Gordon, I got my own son, Juan Browson Jr. And like my my thing is, I got these kids going going downhill. Like I'm not a big proponent of the fastball up anyway because there's a small margin of error if you don't get it up enough <laughs> and it's like it ends up down you got, you got a problem so i i think my kids going down angle anyway so that's that's that you know and then like i haven't really addressed hitting people the situation we're talking about 
I, we're talking about I got my son 17 and my other kids are 16 and 17, uh, high school kids. I haven't really addressed the situation yet um, with them as far as hitting or not hitting people. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Um, that's something that, like, you know, as, as a youth coach, I don't want to be telling, like, I as like as a professional, my, my professional thoughts as a professional coach and a professional teacher would be different than what I would tell kids. Like, it's, it's kind of hard for me mm-hmm. to be a good man, a good person, and, and try to instruct kids on how to hit somebody. Got you. That makes sense. That that absolutely so makes that. sense, and that's that's kind of what I was looking for because the game at their level and the game at the highest level isn't isn't necessarily the same game, and so, and again. Even as Rosenthal says in this issue, in this article, part of the issue is the lack of command with those high-velocity pitches, and that's to a degree what what it's being attributed to that folks are getting hit. You know, Bryce Harper getting hit in the face by the Cardinals mm-hmm. guy last week, that kind of thing. And and that's my whole thing. When you're saying we weren't trying to hit him, we were just trying to work up. We were trying to work up and in. We weren't trying to hit him. Well, if you can't work up and in without hitting somebody, maybe you ought not. Well, can, can I? If I could jump here, Mo, can I give you? Can I give you my theory where this comes from? Mm-hmm. Please do. Like, I know uh, my theory where this comes from, and I've seen this firsthand. Like you know, you, you just gave me some credentials right now. Like I feel like I'm the authority uh, on pitching coaching in the uh, Central Florida area. I'm really good at this. But, I, but what I'm saying is, is like a lot of these travel ball coaches from like, like you know, I'd say 13, 12, 13 on up are, they are teaching these kids to throw this fastball up. You know, it's an effective pitch. If you can get it there, great. But what happens is they're not training the kids on how to do so. So you got these kids. And everybody loves velocity. Like I'm so sick of hearing about velocity, velocity, velocity in like youth sports and like high school sports. That, like the, uh, velocity is low hanging fruit. Hmm. If a kid can throw 85 to 88, everybody's in love with him. But the kid can't pitch. So like I don't even bring out. I got parents. Well, my son, I don't even care how it is. Can he pitch? So what I do is I don't even bring out the radar gun. But I think the problem is you get these kids that are younger and younger in the big leagues. I had no issue with that. But they come from a place. Travel ball does not train kids how to pitch. They, they most travel ball teams don't even have practice. They send them out there, go get them, and these kids don't have an idea what they're doing or even how to how to how to set a guy up for a ball up. How to throw like like same way. If you're gonna go that inside, you shouldn't be above a hip. And so people just don't. I, I think the kids are starting at, at younger. These kids are starting at younger age, and not they're not being trained by their college. Most travel ball coaches and teams don't even have a pitching coach. That's that's why I'm doing what I'm doing right now. I'm getting kids from travel ball teams that have no idea. They don't throw bullpens. They just throw them out there on Saturday and say, go get them. And the ones that are good survive. And the ones that are not as good, they struggle. Does that make sense? Oh, no doubt it makes sense. Yeah, I mean, you, you – it's what you're doing when nobody's watching is, is, is an old saying that, you know, kind of dictates your success. And, and you can't be doing your work strictly in a game situation and, and expect right. to be successful. So, so, yeah, I definitely get what you're saying. We're on the Parks Motor Sales Hotline with Dewan Brazelton, former MTSU pitcher, former Tullahoma high school pitcher, um, former Team USA pitcher, 
and former major leaguer. And again, as we in it in this particular situation, we felt like you were as well qualified to maybe give us a little insight into the whole deal as as anybody we knew. And so, um, just hey, plug your pitching instruction where can people find you down in that area we we don't know a whole lot of folks down there but you never know hey Mo, Mo, can, I, can i go in one more one more yeah. one more thing about um and it's just like what but if, you, if you're looking at major garages right now everybody's bringing up these kids and these kids now are going harder than ever because that's what they're trying to do like when i when i pick we like it's like almost like my velocity was like low low Sometimes mid nineties, but I'm only throwing eighty five percent. I'm I'm using fifteen percent to fifteen percent of my ability to locate the ball somewhere, and like that's out the window. These dudes are just doing what they the old tell home and rock rock back and fire. That's all they're doing. They're rocking rip it and, and rip it, huh? huh? Grip it and rip it. Yep. Yeah. That, and so there's really no there's really no art to it. They're just trying to throw you know ninety five to hundred past you, and they're not really pitching and like. Like, you know, what, what's happened is it's been effective for one or two people. Like, it, it was effective at first with uh, uh, Roger Chapman and then uh, the Josh Hader, those guys. And so now everybody wants that when, like, you know, those guys are special circumstances. We need to teach these kids how to pitch first, you know, or, or pick, period. Um, and so that's kind of that's kind of it. Um, Thanks, Eric Gagne. Now, it's Eric Gagne's fault. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I mean, the it give me ninety one on a on corner, a corner every day, all day right. long. But you know what the biggest issue is, and, and and this is this is because of the change in the way that pitching has become. Umpires don't know that corners exist anymore. I mean, right. that's just the way. If it's not. You know, if it's not fully in the zone, most of the time you're not getting that call because, I mean, that's just the way pitchers pitch now. There are no more, you know, Greg Maddoxes out there and who are getting two or three inches off the plate because they locate everything else so well. So it's right. just it's just unfortunate because it's making the game uh, – uh, well, I guess – I guess the home runs are great, but other than that, it's. It, I mean, personally, I'm a. I'd much rather go and watch Juan Guzman and Greg Maddox throw a, a hour and twenty three minute game that ends two nothing. So, who am I? What do I know? Dewan, um, I've had I've had a question. You know, as as we've continued with this velocity issue in baseball. I'm not sure Greg Maddox gets drafted these days. No, absolutely not. Well, like, absolutely not. Because like nobody, like no, I, I don't think I don't think Greg Maddox, as good as he was, has a place in today's baseball. I don't. And somebody will say, "Oh, well, what if you want to know?" I'm telling you because I'm, I'm watching. So I've got a 17 year old son right now. That like I've, I'm watching these kids now, and and like, people are going for bigger, strong, fast kids. Um, I've got I've got a kid I've got a kid right now. Uh, his name is Kingston Ebank. Kingston is great. He's a little, little lefty, and I think he's one of the best pitchers I have. Um, but he, he's not blowing the radar screen up. He's not. But I think he I've got kids that actually like blow the radar screen. I mean radar gun up, and I, I would take Kingston over him any day because he hits the spot. 
He can change speed. He can do whatever. But he's not a he's not a, he's not six. He's not going to be six six. He's not going to be whatever. And so I think it's going to be hard for him. Like I, I think Kingston could potentially. He's only thirteen. Mm-hmm. But I think Kingston could potentially be like a professional, like play for a check type guy. But I don't know if he's going to get that opportunity because he's not he's not big. He's not like a big guy. But like, I, I've got guys that are fireballs. But I would take Kingston over them because he he does all the right things. Good mechanic. Good change up, good curveball, effort, but it's not it's not as hard as they want to see. Like I said before, radar guns low hanging fruit. It's unfortunate. And and it's it's crazy that the game is going that way, but it certainly seems to be the case. Again, we are here on the Parks Motor Sales Hotline with XMTSU baseball standout Dewan Brazelton. Dewan appreciate you um spending a little time with us and again hey let people know where they can find you and the dewan brazelton pitching academy what's the best way to get a hold of you hey the best way what i like to do i'm really proud of my instagram so if you can check out debo pitching academy dbo pitching academy on instagram or dewan brazelton pitching academy on facebook um i'm really proud of this you know um if you check out there I'm doing more than teaching kids to pitch. I'm changing their lives. If you go and look at the read, read the comments of what I'm doing for these kids. You know, um, I got kids and they're I'm bringing up their confidence. I'm mentoring them. It's like a perfect situation where I'm using baseball to um, change kids' lives, and that's what I've always wanted to do, and that's what I'm always been about. So, even even if you don't live in Florida, I may come and do a camp in, in Tennessee at some point in time. But if you just want a feel-good story of a man that's out here reaching kids and uh, teaching them baseball, but using that as a vehicle to change their lives, give them confidence. With that confidence, leads over to everything they do. It leads over to their schooling. It leads over into like their confidence just walking around. You know, I like to have I like to have my kids walking around with their chest up and their head held high. So they are somebody. So just check out the, the Instagram Debo Pitching Academy and Dewan Browson Pitching Academy on Facebook if you want to see some uplifting stories. Hey, that sounds great. And if you have that camp up here. Uh- I know it goes without saying, but be sure and let us know. So we look yes, forward sir, to it. Yes, sir. All righty. Hey, we appreciate it. That's Tullahoma native Dewan Brazelton on the Parks Motor Sales Hotline. And um, when we come back from this break, we're going to talk about the Titans and the NFL schedules that were released. We got a new yesterday. schedule released today, too. A new one. Okay. NHL schedule. We finally know when the Preds are going to play. With with a oh okay for the playoffs. Surprise. There we go. go figure. Hey, <laughs> um, so that'll be on the other side of this break here on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint from the Lee Company Studio. Stay with us. If you've listened to this show, you know Chris and I are always down for a good meal. Recently, we learned about Patio West in Spring Hill and what a pleasure it has been. Their menu is full of seafood, burgers, and more, giving every member of your family something to enjoy. Be sure to go by Patio West Coastal and Comfort Eats located at 3011 Longford Drive in Spring Hill or visit patiowest.com and tell them the guys at Southern Middle Tennessee Sports sent you. back to Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, the sports talk show you've always wanted. 
Welcome back into the show. Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Day presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint coming to you live from the Lee Company studio. And we are back on WKOM 1017 FM. If you missed us, we're sorry. It's we're back. a miracle. We're back, baby. <laughs> so happy. Um, You guys in Winchester didn't even know we were having issues. <laughs> They're just like, hey, good what, things, what are they talking about? Good things what? happening here. No. <laughs> um, real quick, before we get into the Titans and NHL, June 3rd, 2021 at First Horizon Park, the Fields of Honor, Tennessee, in conjunction with Budweiser and Bradshaw, Bradshaw Bourbon, will present, uh, the National Sounds will present Rock and Jock Celebrity Softball. I've been talking about Rock and Jock for a minute where. Uh, MTV used to have celebrities come in and play basketball, and they, it's kind of like pros versus Joes, but it was always musicians. And uh, this one will be June 3rd, 6.30. It's a Thursday. Uh, A.J. Brown, Taylor Lewan will be playing, Riley Green and Luke Pell, Russell Dickerson, Walker Hayes, Daniel Bradbury, Lacey Cavalier, Will Compton, and former Cy Young winner Barry Zito. Now, Na- now Nashville songwriter. Now Barry Nashville Zito. singer-songwriter, Barry Zero, Zito, and comedian Jeff Dye. Tons of celebrities will be involved. Uh, you can get your tickets on uh, firsthorizonpark.com. So check that out. Tickets are 35 bucks, and 100% of the profits will go to benefit Folds of Honor. So We are not on that list of celebrities, I assume. We are not, but hopefully we'll be on the list of media to cover it. Because... What else are we going to be doing on June 3rd at 6.30? (laughs) So, might as well cover the sounds as much as we cover anybody. (laughs) That's all I'm saying. There you go. Uh, All right. Yesterday, the Tennessee Titans schedule was released. As was the rest of the leagues. Two, four, six, eight. Nine home games. Nine home games. 12 games before they hit a bye. It was weird because the bye also has the little paint marker over it. So I was like, that's 11. <laughs> or that's 10. That's not that's not 9. But I was counting the paint marks, not, <laughs> not the opponents. Um, get some interesting teams coming to town. Starting with that season opener against the Arizona Cardinals. It's very, very interesting. I mean – little Kyler Murray action. And only one of the non-primetime games will be in the afternoon. Everything else is at 12. Week two is at 325. Mm-hmm. And everything else is at noon and except the primetime. Yeah. Yep. So that's that. That's new. <laughs> yeah, that, um, that 49ers game on December 23rd, that's a Thursday night game. Uh, let's see. The other two prime times are Monday the night Rams football on the 18th of October and Sunday night football on the 7th of November against um, Jalen Ramsey and the LA Rams. So, who was the other one you mentioned? Uh, it's the, oh, the October Bills. 18th Monday night football. Yeah, that's yeah, that's um. That's the one that we referred to from that tweet yesterday. Pray for Josh Norman. Yes. Yeah. The Bills come to town. The Titans get the Jets in week four. So, 
a chance to see Zach Wilson in action. Yeah. Uh, Jaguars on the 10th the next week. So, a uh, couple of rookie quarterbacks. Two rookie quarterbacks back to back. Yeah. And then you play two of the best quarterbacks in the league the next two weeks. You yeah. get Josh, or you get Josh Allen, almost said Norman. And you get him too. You get him too. He's not going to play quarterback. If he does, they're in trouble. Uh, you get Josh. Maybe they got a wildcat package <laughs> for Josh Norman. See if he can stiff arm yeah, somebody. See if he can get some get back. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then you got, of course, Patrick Mahomes. Uh, both of those games in Nashville. Yeah. Um. What else? They've got the Colts in week three here. Three and eight, and then that's it. That's interesting. Both those games being pretty early in the year because you got the Texans late instead. Yeah, they closed the season at Houston again. I don't know how that always winds up the case. I don't. I think feels it, like they've closed at Houston. Last this would be the third straight year, I think. I, I, I mean, based on the history of the two programs, it kind of feels like it's a it's on purpose, and I'm not. I'm not opposed to it. I mean, if we're going to play Houston the last game of the year every year, that's fine. It's, it just seems like you would flip it maybe. Say occasionally. You, play you would, it here you would at least, yeah, That, but you, that's what my point, yeah. It's, it's fine to play Houston, but give us a home game every now and then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, the Saint, Saints come to Nashville on November 14th. That's an interesting game because you don't know what's coming with them. Yeah. Yeah, um, and is Taysom Hill going to be the guy? It's it's got to be either him or Jameis, right? I tell you, as a Titans defensive coordinator, I'd much rather be Taysom Hill. I do believe. I mean, even as versatile as he's supposed to be, I don't think he threatens you down the field the way Jameis does. But who am I? And what do I know? I don't know. Either I, I just couldn't tell you. Um, Titans go to New England on November 28th. At Pittsburgh on December 19th. Do we play, do we play Pittsburgh every year? Is that like a cross-division rival that we're like? Not every year. We should. I, re- I don't know why, but I feel like that's a rivalry. Like, that's a legit thing. Well, if it is a rivalry, it goes back to the old days of the AFC Central when it was Houston, Pittsburgh, Cleveland, and Cincinnati all in the same division. I just – I don't know why I feel like that. And all those playoff games. Yeah. Yeah. I just feel like that's a – that should be a rivalry if it's not. Um, But, yeah, I I think this is a great – this is a good schedule. It's going to be fun to watch us play the West teams that we don't get to play often. Yeah. So – we get, you know, the C, go to go to Seattle in week two. You got go Arizona. to the Rams. Yeah, got Arizona at home. Go to the Rams on Sunday night football, and then Thursday night football you get the Forty ers and whatever quarterback they decide to be playing at that point. Hopefully, it'll be um, C.J. Beathard. <laughs> that would that would be nice for us, yeah. uh, for the the hometown kid to get a chance to to play here. But it it might be nice for the Forty ers 
they got uh, they he's got played two, pretty well when got, he's had the opportunity. Yeah, but if Garoppolo is back, but you know, obviously. We don't know if he's going to be alive tomorrow, according to their coach. <laughs> <Yeah>. And <laughs> and you got Trey, Trey Lance. Lance. Yeah. So I don't know that Beathard is even because I mean Mullins was apparently their guy to be their the number three. So I, I what do you do? <laughs> I got a text from um, friend of the website Rob Rob Fleming, who apparently is listening to us. We stomped that tile. <laughs> Talking about the Pittsburgh thing. Yeah. Stomped it. Yeah, well that, that didn't work out so well either. We lost a few games to him in a row after we stomped that tile. But, um, yeah. I, I'm not going to make any predictions on this particular schedule because unless, like somebody else said on Twitter, unless you predicted us to lose to the Bengals and beat the Bills last year, just, just shut up. There we go. But <laughs> I'm not ups- <laughs> I'm not upset getting to play the Jets, the um, the Patriots, mm-hmm. and the Saints, all with new quarterbacks. I'm not upset about that. Right. Yeah. I think and that. even the Jaguars, I mean, I don't know how good, and neither of us do either. So nobody knows how good Trevor Lawrence is going to be. Well – you know, the the one meme that's going around is that Trevor Lawrence has went undefeated through his high school regular season career, through his college regular season career. So that ain't gonna stick. Well, we'll see. The Preds <laughs> Preds Stanley Cup schedule, they take on the Discover NHL Central well, yeah, Central mm-hmm. uh, um division presented by discover card i don't know how that works Mm -hmm. uh (laughs) winner carolina that will start monday may 17th at 7 p.m central they will then uh be at carolina again on wednesday the 19th they'll come to nashville for uh, the 21st on friday and then sunday the 23rd will be in nashville as well so should be fun playoff hockey nothing better Thank you guys for hanging out with us on the Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Day. We really appreciate you guys down in Winchester and uh, Franklin County. Thanks for hanging out with us. Thanks to Al Clark for getting us a phone number for Kelly Kennedy as well. We'll be checking in with her. Absolutely. All right. Stick around for more Southern Middle Tennessee Sports today, tomorrow, and next week. We'll be back. Same bat time, same bat channel. For the illustrious potentate, Coach Mike and Maurice Patton, I'm Chris Yow saying have a great day and stay cool, Columbia. <laughs>